Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panda, the Binary Warrior Podcast. Today's your Mindset Monday episode of the week. So this episode is really for the Filipino-American guys out there listening to this. Um, it is Filipino-American History Month, and um, I want to talk about this topic. It's been weighing on my mind heavily this past month. Um, if you've been following my Finish Strong Friday episodes, you'll know that I've been speaking a lot about Filipino-American manhood, fatherhood, masculinity. And I think it's important to discuss these things because... When I look around at the Filipino-American community, there aren't enough strong examples of what it means to be a Filipino-American man. There's a lot of, obviously, a lot of Filipino-American males out there, but there's not a lot of men. And I want to talk about this in this episode because I got into a really good conversation with my wife last night, make some observations about what we've seen growing up in the Filipino-American community and what we'd like to see change. And frankly, there's not a lot of podcasts out there discussing this topic. And I know that there's a lot of Filipino-American guys out there who are wondering, you know, what does it mean to be a man? Now, for the record, let's talk about two things. One, I am not an authority on masculinity. I just simply have a perspective, okay? I, I try to be the best version of myself. I have uh, students and people who uh, follow this podcast who, who uh, tend to uh, appreciate my perspective. So this is really for them, as well as for anybody out there who's looking for a different perspective, okay? Um, and uh, the second thing is, is that I was very fortunate to have men in my life who taught me what it meant to be a strong Filipino-American man. My dad came here with nothing, literally nothing. He actually got robbed the second day he showed up in this country. Um, and he had nothing on him, <clears throat> no money in his pocket, nothing but the clothes on his back. And now, you know, he's retired. He's, uh, he's living in America. He's living the dream, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, he never made excuses. He never made any compromises. He never uh, blamed anyone else for his situations and his challenges in his life. He just kept his mouth shut and worked hard. Um, so I was very fortunate to have that, you know, Tuan Carl Atienza, Tuan Leo Manalo, Atienza Kali, huge influences in my life, uh, both Filipino American men who've, you know, overcome a lot in their life and, um, have been real kuyas to me. You know, whenever I go through something difficult in life, I can always reach out to Tuan Carl and, uh, he's always given me guidance and he's always been a great example of what it means to be a strong Filipino American man. Um, you know, Darvi Colates, Naga world champion, knife maker, all around, you know, Renaissance man, um, he uh, he's guided me a lot in my life, especially through my teen years. And so I've been very fortunate to have these Filipino men in my life who've shown me what it means to be a strong, capable, virtuous man. However, I also know that there's a lot of Filipino-American guys out there who have not seen this. And this, is, this episode's really for them. Uh, there's a lot of Filipino-American guys who come up to me all the time, you know, saying, you know, my... my, my uh, my dad's cheated on my mom you know he's got another you know lady on the side and you know my or my dad or this guy i know my uncle my tito he's he's involved in drugs and and, and or, or some kind of criminal activity you know or you know on the other end of the token i got filipino-american guys coming up to me saying you know you know I, he's like every all the filipino guys around me are mama's boys you know they they're not strong physically mentally or emotionally spiritually uh they they're, they're basically wimpy frankly um, they're still living at mommy and daddy's house. They're living like they're 12 again. You know, um, I don't see any Filipino-American guys out there who are either strong and virtuous, capable, influential, motivational, what have you. So in this episode, I want to talk about why I think this is the case and how we as a Filipino-American community can foster and create more virtuous men. Okay, so the reason why I think this is the Filipino, Amer Filipino men specifically and subsequently Filipino-American men tend to not be frankly very good men um is the fact that the filipino culture does not really talk about virtue by itself and the virtues that are traditionally found in filipino culture quite frankly a lot of it from what i've observed is either misogynistic right a lot of it 
in many cases is either misogynistic, chauvinistic. So a lot of Filipino guys will, you know, they'll sleep around, they'll be womanizers. Or they'll, you know, um, I was speaking to uh, Carlos Bersabe of uh, the Catholic Ammo uh, podcast on my podcast several episodes ago. You guys can tune in for that. And he said one in his, where he grew up in the Philippines, one of the ways to, quote unquote, become a man was to go to the local brothel and sleep with a hooker. And that was one of the things that they, he, that, that was the environment he grew up in. And that really, you know, um, that really impacted me because that's not the only time I've heard that from another Filipino American male. And <clears throat> I think, again, it's that aspect of chauvinism, that misogyny is present in Filipino culture. Um, if you go to the Philippines, you'll know that that's definitely the, the case in many cases, although that's not the case across the board. I don't want to make a bland generalization. That is at the underlying of a lot of what it means to quote unquote be a man. Um, and the, un- unfortunately, there was no one to tell these men what to do in terms of how to be a virtuous man. Now, on the extreme, on the other side, the 180 of the, 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 uh, the 180 situation, on the other end of the spectrum, you have Filipino men who, frankly, you know, they're just trying to be quote unquote nice guys, right? Um, they're trying to be obedient guys. These guys usually are along the religious spectrum. <clears throat> and again, I'm a man of faith. I go to church every Sunday. I'm a practicing Catholic as myself. I'm a very spiritual individual myself. But I've noticed that in the church and in the Filipino American community, a lot of these guys virtue signal. They talk about how virtuous they are, especially in these youth groups and these uh, these uh, Catholic Christian groups, how virtuous they are and how spiritual they are and, you know, the, how nice of a man they are and how good of a man they are. And obviously this is good, right? I'd rather people, frankly, be on this spectrum than on the chauvinistic misogyny spectrum, right? But the problem with this is that these men often don't have any backbone. Uh, my wife made the observation that a lot of these men, frankly, are just whipped by their wives. They don't carry any authority in their homes. They don't lead their homes. They simply cater to the wife and what she wants. They don't want to take charge of things. They don't want to take leadership position in things. They kind of stay quiet and they leave, lead very quiet lives of mediocrity. They don't want to achieve more than what they have. They just simply go to work. They come home. They punch the clock. They watch Netflix. That's it. Or a lot of these guys simply live at home. They're not working. And they don't really want to, to progress past that. They're basically living in a perpetual state of teenagerism or teenagerhood or whatever you, you want to call it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Those were the observations my wife and I made in this conversation we had last night. So when discussing these issues with my wife last night during this conversation, we made these observations, again, that either Filipino men tend to be, and this is not, I hate to, I'm not trying to make Filipino culture look bad. I just want to make it clear that um, Filipino culture, I'm proud to be Filipino. The Filipino culture has taught me so many virtuous things um, that I feel are overlooked, which is why I think a lot of Filipino American men fall into these two traps of either being, you know, either complete toxic men or wimpy men. <laughs> okay. And, but and I believe that if we really embrace what it meant to be a Filipino man, we would be able to find the, what it means to be a righteous, powerful man. But unfortunately, this is not really promoted in Filipino culture. And again, I find so many Filipino American men who are trying to figure out what it means to be a man. And there's not a lot of resources online to teaching them how to do this. So um, here's some of my observations of what we as a Filipino American community can do to foster strong, capable, virtuous, loving, compassionate Filipino American men. What can we do? And at the same time, how can we as Filipino American men be better at being men? How can we be stronger, more capable, more loving, more compassionate, more successful men for our families and our communities? So here are a few of the things that I think we can do. So if we're going to foster and create or become strong, loving, capable, virtuous Filipino American men, one, we need to take responsibility. 
We have to assume responsibility for our homes. That's the most important place, as well as the community that we live in and serve. The problem is, is a lot of Filipino American men fall, frankly, to the left or the liberal of the political spectrum. And a lot of these men are, they cater to the victimhood mindset. They want to believe that there is some kind of systemic oppression against them specifically and people of color. They want to believe that they cannot climb out of their situation. They cannot better their scenario. So therefore, they, 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 uh, they are void of any responsibility whatsoever. And so I want us as a Filipino American community, especially for the men out there listening to this, we need to take responsibility for our homes. If you're not in the financial position you want to be in, frankly, that's your fault. If you're not in the fitness shape or the health and wellness spectrum that you want to be in, that's also your fault. If your marriage is falling apart, that's also your responsibility. Now, again, I say responsibility, not fault there because there's two in a marriage, right? There's a very good chance that your wife or your spouse may have something to do with that situation, of course, right? That being said, it's your responsibility as the man to take charge of that scenario and do what you got to do to fix that scenario, right? Um, that's the first thing we got to do because men take responsibility, right? I go back to my father. Um, when he moved to this country, he had nothing in his pockets. He got robbed the second day he was in this country. He had nothing but the clothes on his back. He didn't have anyone to cry home to or blame. He didn't have a safe space to run to. He simply got a job. And after that, he got another job, which led to another job and led to another job. And then he met my mom. And then from there, he created a marriage. And they had hard times like any marriage, uh, any married couple has. But he pushed through. He had faith. He operated as a man of faith, a man of conviction, and they created the marriage that they wanted. Okay. Take responsibility. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I said this in a previous episode, get off the couch, move your body, find what your body is capable of. Now I looked at some old vintage pictures of my Lolos and my Titos way back in the day, and they weren't like bodybuilders by any spectrum, but these guys were lean. They were strong. You could tell that they worked a manual labor job. You could tell that these guys could fight and they could by all accounts, my, my, um, the men in my, in my uh, past, uh, in the, uh, in my, in my family's past ha- have, have been physically capable men. Some of them may not have been those virtuous men, but they were very physically capable men. They were known to be good fighters, good athletes, Um, And these men knew what their bodies could do. So we need to bring back a sense of physical culture. I think that was the word that the early Americans used. Um, The men, especially the men in the 1800s, 1900s in this country used. We got to explore physical culture again. Get off the couch, do some push-ups, do some squats, do some burpees, run around the neighborhood. If you're too out of shape to do any of that, walk up and down the block for five minutes. You can do that. If you can walk to the the fridge to get a beer and get some chicharron, you can walk up and down the street get your blood flowing a little bit for five minutes. You have five minutes. So take charge of your body because we're talking about responsibility, right? Not just responsibility over our finances and our homes, but also over our body. So let's explore that a little bit. And also we need to embrace a spiritual dimension again. Now, again, I'm a man of faith. Um, I operate very much in that spectrum, in that world. But I know there's a lot of men out there who didn't have good examples of that growing up. And frankly, I struggle with it too. I get it. I understand it. Um, You know, we grew up in a world and an era where, you know, we would go to church and see all the men, all the Filipino men sitting in the back, you know, zoning out, or they wouldn't show up to church at all. Or maybe they were complete jerks at home and they still claim to be righteous men, spiritual men. Um, but they were compl- they were abusive. They were verbally abusive. Maybe sometimes physically abusive. And so there was a there was a disconnect there. And so a lot of Filipino American men have abandoned any sense of spirituality or religion because of this. And I want to 
put it out there that, okay, I can't control, we can't control what those men did, but we can do is control our spiritual lives. Now, I can only recommend that people explore their faith. My faith is out of the Catholic Christian faith. Um, I also understand that I'm not very good at it all the time. I also understand that I'm kind of a white belt in terms of the knowledge of the faith sometimes, but I felt that that's given me a lot of grounding. My wife and I, that's given us a lot of grounding as a, as a couple. Explore that. Dedicate yourself to a spiritual code. Now, if that is not your thing, and I'm not here to convert you one way or the other, I'm not here to do that, but explore that sense of virtue. Read philosophy. Turn off Netflix. Stop watching pornography. Stop ogling at girls on the internet. Start becoming a man of virtue. Okay? Start hanging out with men that you would like your sons to be like. And try to become the man that you would like your son or your nephew to be like. All right? So again, these are some of the things we can do. Take responsibility, whether it be financially, health-wise, fitness-wise. Develop our bodies, which subsequently develops our minds and spirits, right? As well as create a spiritual dimension in your life. Pray. Meditate. Do something that's going to help you become more connected to something bigger. Serve other people. Live to serve other people. Understand that a true leader is a servant leader. All right? And that's what we need to do, I think, as Filipino-American men and as a community. And I think if we teach our sons to do this and encourage them to do these, these three things, we'll be much stronger and a much better community. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.